wash your hands. Hey now. Grab some soap. Do-do-do-do-do. Grab some soap. Do-do-do-do-do. Grab some soap. Do-do-do-do-do. Grab some soap. It pains me. That was 20 seconds yeah. right there. It pains me as a human being. It really pains me as a musician and allegedly a songwriter that that idiotic earworm of a blot on mankind is the best way to figure out if you've been washing your hands 20 seconds. If you get almost to the end of the third verse, that's 20 seconds. And that that tempo is that tempo. It's the brainwash beat, man. It's about 120 beats per minute, probably, or something like that. It's... um. It's uh, it's it's perfect. You can keep that tempo in your head. Earworms are not a symptom of corona. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that there's is an intestinal aspect to it. Oh, oh man, this is news to me. When yeah, did this happen? I, I don't know. Michelangelo mentioned nah, it. Of course, he makes be, crap you, up. You, all you the made time. it up, Michael. No, no, no. We there's have a no clip way about it. Been around, in there. There's no way it's been around for two months. Tens of th- hundreds of thousands of people around the world have got it, and we're just now finding out there's a there's a stomach issue. What? Oh, we can we hear know more clip. about that. What's the clip? Do we have a clip? We talk a lot about what to look for being flu-like. Um, some of the data we're looking at now is showing that it is things we've talked about, the fever, uh, headache, body aches. But we're seeing some new symptoms emerge. Talking about people talking about GI upset, just feeling more fatigued than usual, and sometimes not showing that fever. But you know when you're not feeling well. My best advice to everyone is if you don't feel well in any way, stay home and make that call. What if you have existential angst? Make that call to who? To your doctor. Okay. Who was that woman? It was a doctor from Ohio. Okay. Good for her. Uh, The other thing that I heard (laughs) this morning. Dismissive. Wow, that was. Wow, Ohio doctors, I apologize. Loose cannon. I don't know why I said that. Um, The other thing I heard, which is scary from a a medical authority, is that they're figuring out now that people who get this are showing damage to their hearts. Oof. Of uh, of it looks like a heart attack. Um, They were they were aware of the pulmonary problem, the lung problem, but apparently it's damaging some people's hearts too. So you you don't want to get this. My hope when I'm uh, I'm, uh, the hope I'm having is that the two Stanford researchers in the Wall Street Journal are the ones that turn out to be right. That this is less deadly than the flu. As soon as we get enough testing going, it's going to back up their data to show this is way less deadly than the flu. And we'll all put our heads together, come up with a super effective way to protect the vulnerable. And the rest of us go back to to work, doing our, our business. And we'll take the same chance we take every flu system. See, I'm sorry, every flu season. I'm reading while I'm talking. Um, a, a, a guy like me, you know, uh, healthy, uh, virile. Um, <laughs> so know, much vigor. Early middle age, early, <laughs> um, is, is at medium to not much risk, really, from the flu. Right. Um, and so I, I go forth like I do every damn year and do my job, and, and I'm hoping we can get that rocking and rolling. We'll see. Um, you know, again, the idiotic narrative that it is, it's, is the economy or the health the priority? They are so interwoven. That's just a dumb question, even though it's asked over and over by the mainstream media. And the president really lit up one news girl for that. We got to play that clip again. Um, but we're, we in the administration, all of us are trying to figure out, all right, what's the proper balance? And we're doing it day by day as the data comes in. Oh, coming up, by the way, maybe you don't get healthy. Maybe, I'm sorry, maybe you don't get sick, but you do get fat. Craving carbs and sleeping badly while social distancing? Here's how to cope. That's coming up. 
Stay with us. So we got a text from uh, someone in the Los Angeles area. They heard us talking about the idea from the mayor that they'll turn off the water or the power to businesses that are staying open that shouldn't be open to force them to close. And this particular person said, I uh, have rental properties. I'm not allowed to turn off the power or the water if people are selling drugs out of my my property that I own, haven't paid rent in months, and you're going to turn off the power for this. Right. That seems odd. Yeah. Wow. What's good for me is good for me. I'm not worried about you, say the great authorities. We should mention the unbelievable spike in unemployment, um, uh, people filing for unemployment. Just Nobody's ever seen anything like this even close. 3.3 million when the previous highest number ever was 695,000. Four and a half times higher than the previous high. Woo! And it's all well. It's not all ordered by the government, but to a large extent. And will we break this record in a month? I hope not, or even in a week, because that's a weekly figure. Oh yeah, right. Stunning. Right, right. right. Um, Cheesecake Factory is telling landlords all across the country, "Hey, we're not paying rent on April 1st. Wow. Can I do that? We closed our dining rooms. Actually, you can in some places. Ooh. I, I, <laughs> no, not because you you want to oh. to spend your money on God knows what. It's one of the most popular sit-down restaurant chains in the entire country. And they were never set foot in a cheesecake factory. You've never been in a cheesecake factory. No, because I always forget my safety goggles. (laughs) No no hard hat. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, Cheesecake factory is good. Oh, I don't doubt it. I just, it's like Marshall had never been to a Walmart. Yeah. Wasn't intentional. I just and if you like it. cheesecake, which I do, I do. It's extraordinary. Yeah, that's one more reason I ought to stay away from. Probably. It. Yeah. The menus are Tolkien esque in length. Many pages. They are. Yeah. They are just ridiculous. How so can, many pages. How can you have a hundred and fifty entrees and six hundred dessert choices? Well, and why? They do. There's got to be a point of diminishing return, right? I mean, I, okay, Greek-style Cornish hen with fresh spring vegetables is my favorite. But it's taking you so long to get there. You, you don't see it or you glaze, glaze over it or whatever. I wonder if it ever happens that you order the peanut butter cup M&M cherry cheesecake. Burr. And they say, nobody's ever ordered that before. <laughs> This will be the first time we've ever sold a piece. Is that on the menu? Wow, it is. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So the other thing to know is the giant uh, relief stash slash stimulus bill has passed the Senate late last night. The House is getting their act together and will be voting in, on it tomorrow. And uh, there are many mechanisms throwing aside probably unnecessary regulations that are miles deep. In the federal government, so that you, small business people in particular, and individuals will get the money as quickly as possible. They are fully cognizant there in the Beltway that speed is of the essence. Was that on the air earlier where you said that it's less of a stimulus thing and more of this is my word, but more of like a tourniquet, something just to kind of stop the 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 current economic thing and and, and tide us over until until it gets back on its own two feet. Yeah, it's relief. Yeah. Well, that fits in with the cheesecake factory story, which I brought up. Uh, I couldn't remember what the reason was. I brought it up for this reason. They wrote this letter to all the people where they they, they pay rent for their their stores all across the country. It's one of the biggest chains in the entire country, and it said, uh, you know, dear landlord, these are extraordinary events. We're just letting you know we're not paying rent. We can't pay rent, and uh, we need to find a way to work with with you on this. 
that's got to be the case for all kinds of people in situations nationwide. You you can't. It's not to your benefit to kick us out. You know we're not deadbeats. We right. didn't have any choice. And unless you want this building that looks just like a cheesecake cake factory <laughs> empty for the next two years, maybe you cut us a little break. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Sure. The rent it's too damn high. That's what they're saying. That's precisely their point. Here's a here's a piece of strawberry chocolate chip cheesecake. <laughs> oh god. Get off my back. Oh no! Who brought in the alternate the alternate ding dongs out there? By the way, there are there are no, they're they're Entenmann's. They have a case at the end of the aisle. Well, Entenmann's is a fine. I'm not saying they're substandard ding dongs. I'm just saying they're they're alternate ding dongs. They might be better, right? The oh, well, it's entirely possible. Sure, they don't and, just give carts at the end of the aisle to everybody. And the oatmeal cream sandwich cookie thing. Who whose idea was this? Seriously, who, who I want a name. Ding dongs taste like wax, <laughs> don't they? It's ever, been oh, their chocolate is odd. Well, the consistency is really odd. If you closed your eyes and somebody gave it to you, the last you would never say, "Oh, it's chocolate." No, mm. you wouldn't. You're right. There is a waxiness about it. Boy, as a kid, we we my mom a didn't think it was good for us, and b we really couldn't afford it for most of my childhood. Getting those yummy yummy treats, so we would occasionally get like some cut rate generic sort that you'd take a bite and all the waxy chocolate would just fall off. But paraffin, isn't it? This is certainly not chocolate. Once in a while, I would enjoy the ding dong, the ho-ho, or to me, the highest level, the highest achievement, the Suzy Q, which had no coating on it, but it was an enormous, it was a chocolate and, and cream sandwich. Well, you like coconuts, so you probably eat the snowballs, which I, I did eat I, the, oh, oh, I need a snowball God, right that now. That is so gross. Oh. Doorstop. You, you get me to give up Al Qaeda oh, no. secrets, you make me eat a snowball. You, oh. No, you have to have a more sophisticated palate <laughs> Do you? to enjoy the snowball. How about the red yes. ones that, that, that talk about a color that doesn't exist in nature? Oh, yeah. What the hell is going on there? Yeah, God, how many cancers did that to oh. color cause? That oh, yeah. red dye number, whatever. Craving carbs, sleeping badly, gaining weight. How to Cope, coming up in moments. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you're craving carbs, eating too much, here's how to cope. It's from CNN, so you'd expect it to be crappy. It's not really. Good. It's, it's, it's only slightly crappy. It's actually good advice. But first of all, the uh, Trump administration's uh, presser slash briefings that they're doing every day are must-see TV. I haven't missed one for days. I'm really enjoying them, and they're getting better and better. But having said that, things got a little snippy yesterday between the president and CBS's obnoxious Paula Reed. 
Mr. President, you tweeted earlier linking the closing of the country to your election success uh, in, in November. Is this Easter timeline based on your political interests? What do you because mean by an election success? You, no. you tweeted, you said that the media wants the country to remain closed to hurt your No, no, I think the media, yeah, no, the media would like to see me do poorly in the election. I think, sir, I sir, think. Lawmakers and economists I think on both that, sides of the aisle have said that reopening the country by Easter is not a good idea. What is that plan based on? Just so you understand. Are you ready? I think there are certain people that would like it not to open so quickly. I think there are certain people that would like it to do financially poorly because they think that would be very good as far as defeating me at the polls. And I don't know if that's so, but I do think it's so that a lot of that there are people in your profession that would like that to happen. I think it's very clear. I think it's very clear that there are people in your profession that write fake news. You do. She does. There are people in your profession that write fake news. They would love to see me for whatever reason, because we've done one hell of a job. Nobody's done the job that we've done. And it's lucky that you have this group here right now for this problem. Well, you wouldn't even have a country left. Okay, go ahead. I was watching with my wife and daughter yesterday, and all of our jaws dropped. He pointed right at her. You write fake news. You write fake news. Pointed at another person in the front row. Woo! That was a little snippy. On the other hand, he had a number of really good bipartisan moments talking about funding the Kennedy Center, among other things. And then Dr. Burks, the gal, the scarf, the bescarfed lady. Uh, got up and and she talked about she told a story about her her grandmother that I thought was striking. Why this is so important? It's very important to me personally because my grandmother, for eighty eight years, lived with the fact that she was the one at age eleven who brought home flu to her mother named Leah, for which I am named, um, when her mother had just delivered, and her mother succumbed to the great 1918 flu. She never forgot that she was the child that was in school that innocently brought that flu home. This is why we keep saying to every American, you have a role to protect each and every person that you interact with. We have a role to protect one another. It's why we are social distancing and you are social distancing. But to every American out there, when you are protecting yourself, you're protecting others. And if you inadvertently, I know, brought this virus home to someone with a pre-existing condition, I can tell you my grandmother lived with that for 88 years. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're trying. This is the message that's important to everybody. This is not a theoretic. This is a reality. You can see the number of deaths that are occurring. We all have a role in preventing them. Boy, that is a powerful and moving story. And note to self, use the term theoretic. Mm. as a noun so stoners i'm going to ask you to try to pay attention poor sleep disrupts our ancient endocannabinoid system i knew it wait a minute cannabinoid which is responsible for regulating immune response including appetite metabolism and more leaving us craving fatty starchy and sugary foods just like you got the munchies because you're burning the hippie lettuce, <laughs> says University of Chicago behavioral neurosci- neuroscientist Eric Hanlon, quote, when you're sleep deprived, you're not like, oh, wow, what I'd like is some carrots. You're craving sweets and salty and starchy things. You want those chips. You want a cookie. You want some candy, you know? 
And Just like you've been token on the jazz cabbage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you've been burning some broccoli. Stoners. <laughs> the jazz cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's really reaching back. <laughs> you've been torching your reefer. Chronic stress day in, day out, which pretty much describes our national uh, mood right now, can create major sleep issues. You sleep less. What restless sleep you do is poor quality, frequent awakenings. And that means your body isn't getting your, your brain the rest it needs. Um, it's also during deep sleep that your brain tells the body to stop making stress hormones, particularly cortisol. It's like your brain has to walk all the way down to the end of the corridor to flip off that switch. And if you wake up, it stops walking down there. Without those chemical signals from your brain, your system keeps churning out that stress hormone, which peaks in the early afternoon and evening about the time you should be calming your system for bed. Means you sleep even worse that night. The cycle continues. You eat like a damned hog. Um, and you get the munchies as if you're smoking weed. So look to your sleep. Meditate. Lower that stress level best you can. Uh, FBI arrested an idiot who wanted to blow up a hospital in the midst of the coronavirus epidemic yesterday. Luckily, the FBI got onto him when he showed up to pick up his bomb. They arrested him. So that's one of those stories. Don't we just throw him off a cliff? Let's be done with them. Uh, the most expensive bill in U.S. history passed the Senate, will pass the House. We decided we ought to talk to somebody who's actually voting on this about it. Tom McClintock coming up, a representative who is a fiscal conservative. Fiscal conservative. The Senate passed 96 to nothing. A $2 trillion bill last night. Un- unthinkable not too long ago. Do you have change for a $2 trillion bill? Now the House has, got a, House has got a vote on it, but it's expected to pass. We thought we'd talk to somebody who's in the House and who will be voting on it. Congressman Tom McClintock represents the 4th District of California. He's one of the great fiscal conservatives in the land and has got to have mixed feelings at best about this. But here he is, Tom McClintock. Tom, how are you, sir? Uh, mixed feelings at best, thank you. <laughs> now, you you guys are going to vote on Friday? Or are you going to actually try to comprehend this thing? How dare well, you? Well, yeah, the, the, the vote's been scheduled for 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, so I'll be on an afternoon flight back to Washington. Um, uh, uh, we at least have a day to, to go through it and, and look at the analyses. I'm still going through it myself. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it, it, it is, is clearly going to much more than double the current deficit, which is already unprecedented and unsustainable. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid the spending in the bill is so massive, it's going to threaten to destabilize the fiscal structure of the federal government. It's going to certainly suppress future economic growth. And I think it's going to create fiscal problems that are going to take decades to, to, to unravel. Uh, but provisions of the bill do hit the core of the problem, which is the liquidity crisis. And the answer to a liquidity crisis is liquidity. And it is providing for uh, substantial access to credit by businesses, large and small, so that they can uh, they can survive this government-induced uh, uh, crisis. Uh, the, the C-19 virus did not kill our economy. The government did that. So you're watching Neil Karkashian. Is that his name? Uh, Sunday oh, night, Kashkari. Kashkari, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on uh, sixty minutes on Sunday night, he was a 
um, candidate for governor of California, just like you. But he said, uh, we're big enough and powerful enough that we can do this. There's like, we're, we're a bottomless money pit. Um, you don't agree? Uh, n- no, I don't. Uh, uh, interest on our current debt uh, is is uh, the fastest growing part of our federal budget. And we're spending over $400 billion a year now just paying interest on the money we've already spent. At a time yeah. of incredibly low rates, too. Ex- well, are- yeah, but, but, but don't forget that that debt gets churned over time. We've got $23 billion accumulated of debt now. And as we turn that money over, uh, an increase in interest rate, a small increase in interest rates will cause a huge increase uh, in our uh, principal payments. So that's the danger uh, that, that uh, the capital market looks at the federal government's fiscal condition and says, you know, you know, there's a little bit more risk here lending to you guys. We're going to have to raise our rates a little. Small increase in rate, huge increase in, in borrowing costs. That, in turn, drives another uh, interest rate increase because there's now added risk, and that's called a debt spiral. It leads to something called a uh, sovereign debt crisis. That's when people stop lending to the federal government. That's when Social Security checks don't go out. The military doesn't get paid, and that's when the roof comes down on us. Now, we're a long way from that, but we're making a big step in that direction. Uh, uh, with this bill. On the other hand, uh, we were within a few weeks of a liquidity crisis turning into an insolvency crisis for, for employers. That means that you know, in, in, instead, right now they've seen a drop in their revenues. They still have their expenses they have to meet, uh, and they don't have the money. They've got to have easy access to credit, federally guaranteed loans, discounted uh, you know, low-interest loans. Uh, uh, that's the problem right now. If they don't get that in the next few weeks, they go to an insolvency crisis. That means that uh, uh, they begin selling off of assets. They begin defaulting on debt. That's when a temporary uh, um, uh, loss of jobs becomes a permanent loss of jobs on a massive scale. That's why actions required as quickly as possible. And with all the flaws in the bill, it does get at the core problems that we've created um, uh, uh, by this government-induced shutdown. I mean, <laughs> think about it. One month ago, we were having the most prosperous and most promising economy in our lifetimes. It's yeah. just taken a few weeks of government actions to destroy all that, and they put us within weeks of the – right now it's a temporary destruction of millions of American jobs. In a few weeks, it will become a permanent destruction. Tom McClintock, Congressman, 4th District of California. is Republican on the line. Are you reasonably pleased with what Mitch McConnell and the administration was able to get deal-wise since everybody was under time pressure? Well, that's that's the the, the point. It does some uh, very important things. It, it rewrites the the Dodd Frank uh, uh, law, uh, which will restore flexibility to borrowers and lenders to adjust provisions in loans. So that uh, I've had a lot of uh, uh, employers say, uh, you know, I, I called the bank. I said, look, I don't have any revenue this month. I can't meet. Uh, uh, the, the the payment requirements can we adjust those? And the bank says we'd love to. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the lender doesn't want the borrower to go under. Then sure. the, the lender loses everything. Uh, but we'd love to do that, but we can't. It's against the law. Well, obviously, that that law is being changed in this. Good. Um, uh, there's about a half a trillion dollars of liquidity. Uh, um, being made available to uh, to to large businesses, uh, 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 small businesses are also getting uh, same access to credit under different circumstances. It's it's flawed. I mean, it's going to um, uh, guarantee a serious misallocation of resources on the small business side, but it does keep the doors open, and that's what has to be done right now. You're uh, one of the leading fiscal conservatives in the Congress. I was listening to an interesting podcast the other day with a bunch of conservatives on there. 
arguing over whether it would have been a better better idea to have everybody get a check as opposed to have a cutoff at a certain salary range for, uh, for, for a number of reasons. Where do you come down on that? Well, the answer is neither. Uh, we tried that under George Bush, and it was a ghastly failure. Government cannot give a person a dollar until it takes it away from somebody else. So the, the net stimulus effect is zero. In reality, it's less than zero because there's a huge difference between paying somebody a dollar for a cup of coffee and simply giving them a dollar. Um, uh, so uh, you, you shouldn't be doing either. What you should be doing, because, you know, again, this is a liquidity crisis for individuals as well. What we need to be doing is a payroll tax holiday, voluntary. You, you choose. You can forego uh, paying your payroll tax tax for the rest of the year. If you're a $50,000 wage earner, that's another $4,000 in your pocket. The exchange is uh, a slight delay in your retirement date. That is revenue neutral. It would not add to the debt. It would put $4,000 more into the pocket of every uh, $50,000 wage earner, and it would give an inducement to get back to work right away. We're going in a different direction with a lot of these policies, and um, they're not going to help. Congressman Tom McClintock of 4th District in California. Tom, uh, I have a good flight back to D.C. I have a feeling you're going to get both armrests, as there aren't many people flying, and uh, we appreciate the chat. Let's do it again soon. Great. Thanks, guys. You know, speaking of air travel, we uh, got hipped that uh, fellow with a certain airline out of San Diego that normally flies 32 flights per day out of San Diego. There are eight today, and they are averaging 15 to 20 people on them. So if you've ever wanted, you know, both the armrests and or to stretch out and cross the entire aisle, uh, today is the day. If I was... Um, not the aisle. Don't stretch out in the aisle. You get stepped on. If I was single and childless, I think I'd be traveling right now. Maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. I suppose I, I'm not supposed to. I, I would to, be but... seriously tempted to. Yeah. I mean, it's practically free. I don't know where no I'd go because most of the places you want to go are closed down. You're going to go to New York and stay inside there? <laughs> I'm going to go to Vegas. Yeah. Somewhere Italy? With, oh, wait, no. Somewhere with natural wonders. Is Yosemite still open, for instance? I, could just I go, think it is. The national parks are mostly open, some closed. The more crowded ones, I think, are closed. I could visit friends and relatives, but they might be saying, you're coming from a corona estate. Don't bring it here. Stay the hell away. Hmm. By the way, I, uh, I held out on you a couple minutes ago, and I feel bad about this. Um, that article I was talking about, the, the doctor talking about uh, if you don't get enough sleep, if you have too much stress, it gives you the munchies, and then you gain weight, and it's as if you got, uh, well, it's as if you were smoking pot, so you really have to um, you know, take care of yourself. And they had a number of tips, including keep a regular sleep schedule, uh, exercise, even I'm not mild doing exercise. That, not doing that. Turn the hot pocket over midway through the cooking to get even distribution of the heat. Oh, this isn't tips for the munchies. This no. is tips how to. Oh, no, no, no. Jack, I'm not asking you to exercise. I'm telling you. Stop any <laughs> caffeine intake by 3 p.m. Okay. And then a tip ostensibly from the doctor, but really from one of the great pop starlets in American history set up a bedtime ritual with a warm bath. It's the great equalizer. As David Spade said, the great equalizer is that nobody under 40 knows who you are. <laughs> Did you want the full album cut of, uh, of her bathtub I didn't soliloquy? Hate, I don't hate the idea. That's the thing about COVID-19. It doesn't care about how rich you are. Humble brag. How famous you are. Humble brag. How funny you are. Uh, so how smart right. you are. Where you live, 
How old you are. Two. What amazing stories you can tell. Don't want to hear them. I saw it's the truth the great or dare equalizer. It's really and not, what's though. Terrible it's not at all. What's great about it. It's the old and the already what's sick. What's terrible about it is it's made us all equal in many ways. But it hasn't. And what's wonderful about it... You're old, you're naked, you're rambling, you're ways. wrong. <laughs> I saw you... Like I used to say at the end of All right, make it right? stop. Make it <laughs> stop. Coronavirus! That is threatening to put me to sleep, though. I saw a YouTube video with a comedian saying we're all equal. I, I don't take a bath in a marble tub f- of milk followed by surrounded by rose petals. So apparently we're not equal. Not often. Although the point was made, David Spade also said on his show last night, I expected to have a bigger bathtub. Apparently, no matter how rich you are, your bathtub stays the same size. <laughs> <laughs> Please put on a robe. Oh, yeah. Please, wow. for everybody. That was that was the weirdest thing she's ever done, mm-hmm. and 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 I don't feel like it was. I mean, she's done other weird things, but there's so clearly an attempt to get attention. Uh, I think this was the the weirdest sincere. Th- I I don't think she was just trying to kiss Miley Cyrus and be sensational or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. wear the pointed uh, boob bra on MTV. Or I think whatever. she's desperate for attention. I think that was this was just ripped from that scene. I think book. she thought it was going to be that was deep and like super profound, and we we're all going to discuss it or something. Wow, wow. Well, not, then she's well, you're not a desperate. weird she's looking, desperate and delusional, which is which is sad. Has she had a lot of operations, or does she just? Uh... I haven't paid attention for a long time, but yeah, judging by her her face. Which is, you know, you could bounce a quarter off of. Yeah, she's had a little work recently. Tight as a drum. Yeah, yeah. She's got that weird leonine look, like a lion. She takes really good care of herself, though. So she oh, exercises like crazy, yeah. eats perfect, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So maybe that's what you look like if you stay out of the sun and you exercise a lot. and Get perfect. plastic surgery. <laughs> Get plastic surgery and, and sex up Dennis Rodman. Maybe that's what you end up oh, looking like. Oh, boy. It could happen to anybody. Uh. Armstrong and Getty. Historical notes, if we have time, that I'll get to. Uh, the, I always enjoy a good historical the note. The unemployment numbers are horrifying, uh, not completely unexpected. I don't think anybody thought it'd be this big this fast, but it's it's astounding. Hey, can we hear uh, cut number five? This is some useful information here from a great pop starlet, Pink. I don't know how much you guys have been drinking, but I've decided to make it a sport. And when I drink, I get really, really brilliant ideas. Mm. And last night, I got an idea. I can cut hair. I can totally cut hair. Why have I been paying people all this time? What can I do? What do you think? I might try to fix it tonight. What do you think? Stay safe. Stay home. Cut your own hair. Screw it. There have been so many obnoxious, insufferable celebrity videos and tweets and releases. I find her charming. I I almost always do. I expected to hate that. That was great. That was fantastic. I, th- I think she's a sweetheart. I don't, I don't know. know if I can cut hair. <laughs> yeah. 
Why can't I? Why have I been paying all these other people to do it all this time? Of course I can. I have scissors. That's hilarious. That's, That's fantastic. Beautiful. Hey, speaking of entertainment, um, an update from the world of Major League Baseball, which I am missing bitterly. Today would have been opening day. The the weird stratified opening day. Everybody ought to play on the same opening day. But anyway, um, <clears throat> Major League Baseball is hoping mid-June they can start again. Hoping, not expecting. If not, All-Star break. Right after the 4th of July weekend, they'll get into action. And if not that, they're actually considering a 32-game tournament See, I think that'd be to awesome. lead to the playoffs. I think that'd be awesome. And, and I think that'd be so cool. And I will tell you this, Major League Baseball, don't take yourselves too seriously. You're a TV show. You could do virtually anything this year. Then when the world gets back to normal, we'll, we'll go back to the normal thing, and it's fine. Nobody's going to say, I'll never watch that sport again because of the altered season they did in 2020. Nobody will ever do that. So... <clears throat> keep coming up with crazy ideas and just do it. We love baseball. If we can't have a lot of baseball, we'll take a little baseball. Yeah, I think it, I heard people talking about jamming in the 162, doing all double headers and stuff like that. Oh, no, no, they, no need for that whatsoever. And that would kill the players. The uh, The Players Association well, the would never accept it. The fans don't want that. it. It's just it's not no. needed. No. Terrible. Every idea. game mattering in a shorter season or tournament like you're just talking about. Now that, you're talking. That That's very cool. I wouldn't miss a game. Yeah. Thirty-two game tournament, awesome! Come on, Um, I've been reading a lot about the nineteen eighteen Spanish flu. I don't know if other people have. There's a number of great books out about it, and maybe it's a bad idea to read about it. I don't know. But anyway, a couple of things I come across. I came across. How much time I got, Michael? Because I don't want to leave out the most interesting. Yeah, we got about thirty seconds. Uh, I don't have time for any of it. Tomorrow we'll talk about that. That's a good tease, but nobody will remember. Let's be realistic. Oh, we won't. Listeners might. Really, one of the main things that we really all should remember, though, is that it, it, it originally showed up. It was kind of bad. Kind of, ooh, this is scary. Killed a fair number of people, then left. Whew, well, that was something. Sure glad it wasn't worse. Then it came back the next fall and wiped out more people than anything has ever wiped out. The Foucher, Dr. Fauci, was talking about that very thing yesterday. He's saying it's starting to look more like it's going to come back around. So all the more urgent to develop vaccines yeah. and treatments and the rest of that's it. For what, next time. That's what we have over 100 years ago. Right. Is the te- technological advance that we can do that. Yeah. It is now my incredible privilege to present final thoughts with these moron arms wrong. And Getty. Thank you, Mr. President. Here's your yes, host sir. for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Thank you, sir. Let's get a, uh, a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. There he is, pressing the buttons. Michelangelo, your final thought, Michael? You know, I've never been one to really watch news press conferences, but I'm now hooked on these press conferences about the coronavirus. They're actually very interesting. I'm learning a lot from them. Yeah, you and Joe both are yeah. kind of addicted to the press conference. Love it. I'm actually playing a little golf today. Social distancing. Um, I'll, I'm usually by pumping my drives into the woods. Um, but I'll be watching it when I get home tonight. Uh, positive show and a final thought. Yes, I have successfully transitioned away from my milk-based cereal diet. I will now be eating nachos until my cheese supply runs out. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's what Sam wanted last night. Nachos. It's like a diary from the Oregon Trail. <laughs> Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought for us? I would like to hear from uh, you either email us or text us on how you're dealing with the school thing is working. Because every school's got either Zoom or a Google Doc thing or whatever. 
Eh, are you following the rules? Are you keeping up? Are you kind of half-assing it? No. I'm a little closer toward the half-assing. Ah, you're just cheating yourself, son. Well, if you end up with a half... No, it's not his fault. It's my fault. You end up with a half-ass <laughs> parent, you're going to get a half-ass approach. Uh, my, my final thought of breaking news, breaking news. One of my favorite things, places on Earth... The Lakefront Trail in Chicago on Lake Michigan there is shut down. The mayor closed it off because uh, too many people were there and violating the social distancing. So they throw up roadblocks. Wow. Walk along right there at the edge of Lake Michigan. You can see the skyline if you get far enough south, and it's just it's gorgeous. Ah! Oh, I used to watch the fishing boats go in and out. Loved it. Armstrong and Getty Rabbit got another grueling four-hour workday. Then I looked at the hot chicks on the beach. Uh, your interests evolved. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all the good clicks for you. We talked about some really entertaining videos. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. All of our podcasts are there. Buy some merch. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say... How very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? I don't know, bring the, the army in and sequester you people or a dome. Did you say the army? The army. Armstrong and Getty.